one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering community for salt. This is the Howling Salt Mine. It's the Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Howling Salt Mine podcast. The podcast where we delve into those salty, salty minds of the Magic the Gathering community, find the salty stories, those salty posts that we love to read, put them in our mind cart, and bring them right back up to you, our dear prospectors at home. As always, I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Mike and Tony. Say hey, guys. What up, what up, what up? Hello, everyone. Hello, indeed. Guys, it's a little cramped in the mind cart today. You know what I mean? Yep, it is. This four-seater is packed. <laughs> Tony, I think you might have to sit on uh, Papa's lap over here just to God. really make enough space. You say I'm the bad one. <laughs> I was going to make a Baldur's Gate reference, but I didn't want to upset Sam too much. <laughs> As you could hear, we have some guests in the mine. And actually, we have our first returning guest on the show which is pretty fucking crazy you know them from their amazing youtube channel and all the awesome content that they're putting out the scry babies themselves lewis stardust and tori of the vast what's going on Woo! (laughs) you know honestly sam i'm just proud that you actually know their content this time dude don't don't fucking do me like that man let's get you right on blast (laughs) oh when did that happen so that happened when you shamed us into realizing we needed to up our production standards yeah who fucking knows that she's being sarcastic (laughs) that's new jersey sarcasm right there bro but oh my god yeah well every guest since then has been much happier about both the intro as well as the overall process so thank you for pioneering that yeah i would love to hear what you have to say about tori (laughs) Yeah, so Tori, how was your uh, parking ticket on the way to the to the Howling Salt Mine today? It was it was good. I hope that someone gives me twenty six dollars to pay it on Patreon this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to the Salt Mine, and Lua, welcome back again, our first returning guest, which is pretty wild. Lua, I frequently talk about your your episode as like a turning point in the quality of our show because I did fuck up your intro so horribly. And then, <laughs> and then during the outro, you were like, why don't you guys like plug your social media and like talk to people about how they should subscribe on Spotify and shit. And we were like, yeah, that's a good idea. We should be yeah. doing that. So if you don't yeah. like that now, there's like five minutes of stuff before you can get to the bloopers at the end of the episode. You can thank Lua. <laughs> yeah, it's all my fault. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Well, sweet. Let's just fucking dive into it. So whenever we have a guest on, we like to grill them, basically. We have a pretty grueling exam of sorts that we do at the start of this. And, you know, like like we usually say, uh, if you do fuck it up, we will just cut the audio um, and the episode will be done. So, yeah, yeah. But the patrons will know. The pressure's yeah. high. Yeah, really high stakes. Uh, Lua has already passed. Lua, again, if you guys want to check out episode 22 of our show, you can hear Lua and all of Lua's answers to this. So, Tori, today you're in the hot seat of the minecart. Oh, boy. You ready? I'm so ready. <laughs> so, Tori, um, 
the first question that I would like to ask people is how did you get into magic? Wow, you really put me in the hot seat. Uh, one of my boyfriends <laughs> got me into magic and Mook Dubs actually brought pre-cons to our house. Oh yeah. Mook Dubs, friend of the show. Yeah. And taught me how to, they taught me how to play magic. So did he make you eat a spicy pepper while you were learning to play? Unfortunately not. <laughs> this was before the time. Uh, so before, before we were, we were uh, content creators. Wow. So mm. I uh, played the Reap the Tides pre-con and uh, that's how I started playing. So you started with Commander? Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately. I think Commander's a horrible way to learn magic. It's awesome, but like I just found out literally yesterday that I was um fucking up stuff in my damage phase of combat because I had learned it incorrectly. I never really like ran into the problem before because oh. of playing Commander, so I didn't realize I was like sequencing incorrectly. What was the mess up? Um, I thought that if someone declares blockers you have a chance to respond to the block at instant speed to like remove a blocker and then your creature can get through because the oh, blocker yeah. is no longer like a target because it's gone. Yeah, but I didn't yeah. know that the block was already like, no, 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 it's, it's like still blocked. Yeah. So I uh, didn't realize that, which yeah, is why I've been rough. playing things incorrectly. So I was like, wow, if I had known that, I would uh, <laughs> attack with my ornithopter more. With a hammer on it. <laughs> get, get in for that zero damage consistently. Well, yeah, because they're like, oh, no, they can't declare blocks. And that's when you flash in the hammer after. And I was like, but that makes sense. And I'm stupid. And yeah. You're not stupid. I'm not stupid. But my boyfriend was basically like, yeah, you probably don't run into like stuff like that as often with Commander. And I was like, no. Mm -hmm. And I also forget about the legendary rule a lot because mm. you don't play multiple cars in commander yeah so over the weekend on my first ever pioneer event streamed live coverage i tried nice. to resolve two shieldrids nice Hell yeah oh no can't do that nice then everyone loses four life when they draw a card they were at four <laughs> life so i was like wow i win the game yeah, and then they're like yeah you. you lose both or you lose one and i was like oh <laughs> that's right that's the thing i'm a dummy just refreshing that shieldred, you know. You, you need a, a real crispy shieldred. I was just testing him. I yeah. was like, yeah. hey, do you know this rule? No? <laughs> you do know the rule. Okay. Tee <laughs> Haha. Let's take that back. But yeah, I learned how to play Commander first. Interesting. And I think it's it was fun because pre-cons are fun. But like, mm -hmm. yeah. now I think about it and how many mechanics and cards and like stuff there is and rules. I'm like, this is so much. Yeah, there's a ton. It's an interesting point, too, because like I bet you encounter a lot of those weird rules kind of early on. But then one player at the table is like, oh, it goes like this. And you're like, cool. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do think that like attacking thing is one of the most unintuitive things when you're learning magic, period. You're like, but your blocker's gone. It's like, no, no, it's still blocked. I'm like, no, it's actually not because your blocker's gone. <laughs> That's what I mean. I was like, to me on paper, it makes sense. There's yeah. no more target. It's gone. So why wouldn't my damage go through on the damage phase? And they're like, no. And I was yeah. like, oh, well, I've been playing wrong for three years. So that's okay. No one needs to know. But I was just like, how many times have I done this in a game and been like, I am so smart. I got them. <laughs> there's also like i don't know i think there's times where i'll play with like some real magic boomers and they won't be right on how a card uh, works or how oh, a yeah. step goes and then i'll be like no it's this and they're like oh so i think we have like the advantage of being smarter in the sense of not being a boomer you know 
there's space <laughs> on both sides because like if you know the really old rules and someone taps and like leaves some mana in their pool you're like haha you get mana burned and people have to be like no, <laughs> no. It's, it's kind of to me it's like i still have the advantage of saying like oh i'm sorry i'm a new player like i am i think playing yeah. especially competitive magic i feel like playing competitive magic for only a year like i can still be like sorry i'm new i don't really know what i'm doing yeah definitely. it's the same thing as if when you're working at a job and you make a mistake like you know if you've worked at a job for like three years you still be like i'm so sorry i'm brand new and then like the customer is <laughs> like it's okay like you're yeah. doing great and you've been working there for like 30 years that's kind of embarrassing yeah <laughs> you're still only working there for a little bit and you pull the i'm new card everyone's like oh you're fine I definitely use that today even i'll be like yeah you know i wasn't really here when any of that happened so like i'm not quite sure like mm -hmm. it's like so you've been there two years now i think you know what's going on i'm like yeah, yeah. yeah. like or, i'm not sure i've never worked on this part of it is good too like oh, yeah, you can break that up. oh i've never actually classic. played a sacrifice deck so i don't really know all of those mechanics <laughs> i know and it's it's just like i guess like you said it's like advantage of being like not a boomer and playing is just don't sound like as silly being yeah. like oh i've been doing this wrong this entire time <laughs> yeah yeah at least you weren't putting like damage on the stack or something fucking buck wild like that yeah sometimes those people get me though because they'll be like no tokens don't hit the graveyard i'm like they do now maybe they don't like am i am i wrong <laughs> that's what i mean i'm like there's stuff where i'm like well technically they should hit the graveyard because they die <laughs> <laughs> and if you die and you go to a graveyard you get buried there like it's, it's on paper it makes sense that's why to me i was like well your blocker's gone so now on the damage step yeah <laughs> my <laughs> sneaky <laughs> ultimate move i know and i was like this is the foolproof plan that's also the worst when you encounter those things when it's like built up to this moment you're like yeah my fucking trap card right now Yu-Gi-Oh style and they're like nah it doesn't work you're like cool <laughs> well i guess i'll just i guess i'll die then yeah yeah <laughs> that's exactly what happened this past weekend was just like like they're gonna put you on the feature match and i was like awesome everyone gets to watch me play pioneer for the first time ever on camera and they were like we'll put you out the end that way uh the other two matches will go first and if it goes into time like then we'll put you on and i was like okay cool and everyone was still playing next to me so i was like oh awesome like they're not going to show this and as soon as the game was over, I went and picked up my phone and somebody tweeted like, oh, my God, Tori, the is on a feature match. And it was like, oh, my God, I just went to the feature match and she like died. And I was like, please tell me it wasn't the shield. And they're like, yeah, they literally like cut to you like trying to resolve a second shield. And I was like, awesome, awesome. So it was like the big dumb play that I made is just like. I have to go find it and I want to edit it into a short with like the curvy enthusiasm music playing. If he just oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm going to win the game next turn. He's going to be, he's going to draw a card lose for a life. <laughs> nope. Uh, so after you started with Commander, like how soon did you get into competitive two player formats? Because clearly that that's like something that you're passionate about now. Uh, Let's see. I probably about like a year and a couple months later, I started playing in February of 2023. Two. Yes, February 2022. And what, what do you typically play? Uh, I play a lot of modern. Yeah, I heard you mention Hammer. Yeah, my first, like, I don't know if it's really called it, constructed gameplay, two-player gameplay, was Popper. I went to an FNM at Popper night, and I played Popper, and I loved it. Felt really fun, felt really different, and I loved the cards that you played. I love commons, they're so silly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, I kind of want to play more of this. I want to play more of this, like, 1v1 format. It's very cool to have one target to kill 
mm-hmm. which is like easier because I'm terrible at politicking. And <laughs> then my friends were like, oh, you should play modern. It's like really fun format. There's a lot of power. It's kind of quick. So like if you like winning quickly or like losing quickly or like being done in 50 minutes, like it's a good, good format to play. So my friend proxied up Burn and was like, I think this is a great entry level deck into modern. I feel like it's mm-hmm. like everyone's like starter deck. It's like baby mm-hmm. steps. It's like getting your first bike with like the training wheels on, like the red ones. You know what I'm talking about? Everyone yeah. gets those. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like the burn deck. And then I decided to jump into a modern 10K. Damn. After never playing before. That's wild. Wait, what's a what's a modern 10K? I'm I'm useless in, in I envisioned a bunch of neckbeards running <laughs> well, a 10K. Yeah. And then like, I was like, it can't yeah, be that. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really long marathon. <laughs> where you run in basketball shorts and flip-flops and no crocs yeah it was like a it was a you know it was a modern tournament it was a ten thousand dollar cash prize modern tournament oh, and shit. i knew i, I was gonna lose but i was like i have really bad like crowd anxiety so hmm. i was like i don't want to go to fnm because i'm scared but if i go to like the scariest thing then fnm should be a little bit easier there so i went to the SCG Philly Modern 10K, and then I go to. Oh, I was going to ask, how did you feel when you won ten thousand dollars? Oh well, you see, I paid all my parking tickets with that price pool. Um, yeah, I, I quickly O2'd. I played horrible because again, I had no idea how to like sequence right. I was like playing instance on my main phase. Ew. Nice. Um, just awful. Just awful gameplay. I lost to like spike beater combo. It's just like the worst matchup for Burn ever. Mm. And then I played against like a mill deck. And again, like I think back to that because I'm like, oh, if I knew what I knew now, if I knew what I knew now, it would have been so good. <laughs> but yeah, I loved it. I, even though I lost, I was like fucking crazy. Yeah. And then that began the path I'm on now to try to get good. That's awesome. It's very hard. <laughs> like, so we didn't really talk about this when Lua was on previously, but like, when did you two meet and decide to start? pulling scrybabies together like where is that in your magic the gathering journey i think we were friends for like a year before scrybabies right mm-hmm. we met because we became twitter mutuals nice. and i was like oh my god luna stardust wants to be friends with me because <laughs> i was like she's really cool and then we started talking and we were like both from new jersey so we became friends and then lula was like hey do you want to go see curtis connor in new brunswick at Rutgers and get robin and i was like fuck yeah i do yeah. <laughs> so we decided to meet up and go do that oh yeah i love curtis connor and then we hung out and we were like wow it feels like we've been friends forever and then after the show was over lou was like i'm gonna go take the train home soon and i was like i'll just drive you home because i'm staying at my dad's at edison tonight which is like close by here so i was like i'll drive you home to your grandparents or whatever you're staying for the day she's like okay it's on this road and it was like two minutes behind my dad's house Oh, nice. So I was like, whoa, we grew up right next to each other the whole time. <laughs> Tony's from Jersey, too. So Tony's thriving right now. I, I honestly am. I'm loving every yeah. bit of this. Yeah. Yeah. When I started playing Magic, I just immediately was like, I want to know who the influencers are. Uh, not in like a weird way, just like I wanted to watch people play Magic. And when I looked at TikTok, uh, Tori was one of the first people that came up. And then yeah. I was like, I'm going to shoot my shot. In like a not weird way, and I was like, I'm from Jersey too. <laughs> I love that that you're saying that's not a weird way because you already know where she lives at that point. I know, right? <laughs> I'm setting the scene now. So um, yeah, so we were friends for a bit, and then we had always said if we ever wanted to do content like like a show like this, it would be with each other just because 
Uh, I think we match each other's energy well. And I think that we have a same kind of understanding of like what we want. Mm -hmm. And last year, about a year ago, actually, we were talking about it a lot. And we finally were just like, let's just do the thing. That was like last August into September. And then September, we like pre-launched Scrybabies. The first episode dropped in January. We first shot in December. So it was like very, very quickly we had to make the show happen. Um, and we're, you know, one of a very few small number of women who do magic content online, mm-hmm. like yeah. Hell yeah. on YouTube, at least. And also like a smaller demographic of women who do gameplay online, which is something that we wanted to be you know, represented very well. And I think we do, we do a really good job of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I fucking love it. That's right. We're okay. so girly and feminine. We are girly pop jersey yeah. girls. We don't burp. We don't. I don't shit my pants. We, we don't curse on set like sailors. Yeah. I also don't shit my pants every day. Yeah. Am I a girly girl? <laughs> well. Uh, so the second question that we like to ask people is, Tori, what gets you salty? Uh, I get salty when I misplay and I do something very obviously stupid that I realize like a second later. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel that. I get salty with myself. I never salt off like, oh, you're so lucky. You drew your one out against me. Like, well, I can't believe it. Or like, oh, of course you have this card. But like when I'm like, I'm going to play a shoulder number two. And then it's like, no, you're not. Then I'm like, I am going to think about this for the next year every night. <laughs> like, that's where I get salty. It's why I like, if I misplay, I'm just like, someone else plays a shoulder and you have like PTSD. Yeah. It's like the Kill Bill sirens are just going off. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to like go look into the fucking mirrors and I have to brush my teeth and it's going to be shielded, but it's going to be like Spider-Man, like coward. <laughs> coward. <laughs> leave me alone leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> oh so good you should make a timna sakashima deck with the entire point of making two shield reds <laughs> <laughs> i kind of love it you have to sounds great. yeah and just look in the camera and be like see i can finally do it <laughs> i'm going to find a deck that combos with helm of the host and shieldred oh. and then no one can stop me honestly <laughs> i'm sure that that exists that's like yeah. a pretty nasty combo <laughs> yeah i'm going to make that the next pioneer deck what's worse Ooh. than one shieldred six yeah that would be sick <laughs> that'll show them i'll have my revenge <laughs> no, and then be like hey could i be the feature match this time actually yeah like this time i want to be the feature match i've practiced i've rehearsed the lines uh but yeah that's what makes me salty is punting an obvious game just making the stupidest play of my life and then looking at it happen in real time and being like oh my god oh my god no and then i just get like i would i don't do that thing where i'm like i would have won if it wasn't for your meddling kids but i'm just like this would have played out so much differently if i just thought before i went like yeah Yeah. i feel like we hear that a lot from like people that lean towards the more competitive side of magic like that part speaks to them that's always where it's like okay so then if i do something wrong that's really what gets me yeah it's like the other day i texted my friends and i was like i'm playing pioneer for the first time i'm on a borrowed deck so let's see how that goes and he was like just make the plays your opponents don't want you to tony plays commander that way (laughs) <laughs> and I don't know that that's right, but in one v one, that seems good. Tony plays CDH that way. I was like, you know, that's that is good advice. 
I don't know. Everyone's always like, you have to pretend that like they have it. Like, you know, always prepare and like assume that they have it. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. like, they don't have it. They, <laughs> yeah. they don't. And then they, they have it. I fall into that category a lot of they don't have it. And then Mike always fucking has it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the problem. But, well, should we get on into the mind now? Let's fucking delve in. You know, we're, we got some salty stories queued up. Let's hop in. Let's squeeze into this this cart and um, go down the mine shaft. The metaphor is thin. It's falling apart. Go down the shaft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Jesus, talking about shafts. The number of times that meme with the lizard like laughing is used in our Discord is unacceptable. <laughs> exactly these types of things. This is fucking one of my favorite gifts ever of the lizard just being like. <laughs> it does seem like something you would enjoy. I feel like that lizard all day. Like every single time I make a little joke, I'm like, he looks just like you. I can see it. Yeah. I mean, oh, to be a little lizard. He needs a mullet and then he's going. Yeah, he just needs a little mullet. I trim my mullet. Tony, I'm I'm wedding ready with my mullet now. I love that. It's going to be great. I tried my suit on today. Yeah, till death do us party. <laughs> I can't wait to smash two light beers over my head after uh, <laughs> after you say I do. <laughs> oh, man. oh, God, why did I agree to this? Yeah, pretty much. Rounds <laughs> at the wedding. Why, why did I agree to ever be this guy's friend? No, <laughs> no it's all love. Uh, but yeah, let's let's fucking get into it. So we're going to be talking about salt today. As the folks at home know, we got three lovely salty stories. But Sam, Ooh. what salt? Hey, thanks, Tony. Thank you for asking. You know, I don't think I've said this in a while, but I appreciate you. Dude. I bet you haven't. I don't know if I asked in the last episode. You said that like last episode. Did we? But I'm know. always like, did he actually do it last time? Anyway, sorry. I usually I forget if I chastise me, but... Salt is frustration in the game, as we like to say. Salt really is kind of an umbrella term. It encompasses so many things from people whipping cards across the room in frustration to just like a slight misplay and maybe just get a little quiet, get a little subdued. Maybe or the fucking parking tickets when you've been in somewhere for 15 minutes, because I actually got one earlier this week and like, <laughs> fuck, like you have nothing better to do with your life than give me a fucking parking ticket right now. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Because my fucking my license plates expired. Okay, whatever. Fucking Ann Arbor actual issue. This bullshit. It doesn't even fucking matter. (laughs) It literally doesn't matter. I was so mad. Uh, Just because I knocked over this fire hydrant, you're gonna give me a ticket. What's the What's the big idea here? (laughs) That house is barely burning. Come on. Uh, salt is also when you forget about the legend rule, as we've learned from our friend Tori here, and you try to cast a second shield rid. And we talk about salt so that we can learn from it and hopefully in the future not be salty ourselves. Hasn't happened yet, but one of these days. Someday. Mm. Your body contains salt. We are salt. It's a natural part of the process. Yeah, it's a necessary nutrient. You need it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Just in good in safe doses. Yeah. Not me Googling how much of your body is salt. percent <laughs> <laughs> uh, of the body's weight. Oh. Wow. Well, that's baseline. I think Sam's running at like six or seven percent. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. 40 yeah. teaspoons. 40 teaspoons. Of yeah. <laughs> this is what happens if you ask like a not a real question. I'm like, what? wait a minute. <laughs> that is that is 
literally my wife anytime we talk about something she like pulls up the wikipedia and then she just starts reading it to me it's great i learned so many little facts i <laughs> i love it a lot actually i'm incredibly excited about this though because now i can say that people are definitely you're you're starting to verge on your like 40 second teaspoon here you're you're getting a little <laughs> bit up there yeah your sodium levels are a little high <laughs> <laughs> just a bit well shall we dive into it folks let's, let's do one fucking do it huh mm-hmm so our first salty story comes to us from our Patreon, and it comes to us from our buddy Bobo Fett. Thank you for supporting us, Bobo. And this post is titled Mathematic Gymnastics and Somersaults. Somersaults? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fucking good. I didn't even get it. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're reading it, dude. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also, like, not the <laughs> smartest guy in the room, you know? <laughs> I do. You don't have to agree with me. <laughs> And the story goes, the setting is summertime at Magic Fest. The power level. The convention had three levels, casual, intermediate, and competitive. We were labeled as on-demand intermediate. Already pretty sus. The pod makeup in turn order was a Timnathrasios deck, oh. OG Titania, Ur-Dragon, and Tivit. Record scratch. Yep, that's me. I'm running the pre-con mana base, but I've upgraded the deck. It has the time sieve combo. Titania acknowledges this, but Thrasios looks confused. I explain exactly how it works and that I can tutor it. Seems fine to everyone. The first couple of turns go by, and there are some noticeable events. On turn three, I cast a soul ring, which Titania blows up as soon as they have priority. Ur-Dragon has six dragons by turn four, swings at me for 26 damage on turn five. I'm at 12 life now. Ur-Dragon has no resistance from the table. I have Tivit, Oswald Fiddlebender to tutor Civ, and only a Swords to Plowshares in hand, plus six flyers in the way of my commander. Maybe I can Swords one to hang on? By turn five, I draw Isochron Scepter. I cast it, imprint Swords, tutor Time Civ to play, and attack the two open players. I explain the Time Civ combo again, adding that I will Sword a Dragon each turn, building commander damage to 18 until the Ur Dragon is open, then swing at him, with the remaining artifacts on the field, I can win. I did win, and it was one of the most hard-fought wins I've had. Top deck magic gods smiled upon me. Every piece mattered mathematically. Then the Thrasios talks to the Timna player and says, that was too fast, right? Isn't this like part of the rules for the power level? I asked if they wanted to play again, and if I swapped my deck out. Not a single good game or another word came out of them. They all move away. Even the Ur-Dragon seemed salty about it. Their salt made me salty. Would it have been that much better if Ur-Dragon won on turn seven? Was it the taboo of a near-infinite combo I brought up and then used? I thought I would test out how powerful my deck was, and three guys needed a fourth for CDH, so I joined. Got my ass handed to me, but an exceptionally low salt and much enjoyable game, to say the least. I feel like it's just the boogeyman of an infinite combo, mm -hmm. right? It's like if you're presenting that in general, even though... A lot of casual decks can still be high powered and have infinite combos, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So who's salty here? The players or this person because of what happened? <laughs> it seems like the other players are grumpy and then this player just has is kind of left with like a bad taste in their mouth. Mm -hmm. To me, the weird thing here is the three power levels, casual, intermediate, yeah, that is and competitive. If if you can't be doing kind of broken casual shit in like whatever intermediate is. And clearly this deck can't hang at a CDH table. Like, where does this deck fall, you know? Yeah. Probably a seven. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's um the player did 
disclose what their deck does. And it's really hard to compare their flyer with another flyer that has like, I don't know, six plus dragons, right? Yeah. Um, which is already a strong board state. But like you said, I think it's more of the spacing of the event and where they put people mm-hmm. rather than the player issues. But I don't think that was a great way for them to respond. I think you alluded to the beginning, but it's like the infinite combo piece because the Ur Dragon was coming into fuck, right? Like 26 damage on turn four. And they're like, all right, we got this under control. And then he just kind of infinites out. So it's like, I get how that it's a little bit of a feel bad uh, when you feel like you have the control. But the reverse of that is that, okay, well, then the next turn, the Ur Dragon player is just going to kill everybody else. So it's like, it seems less scary because maybe it's easier to pick apart. But like, the infinite combo was like, you know, too much for the rest of the table to like handle. But like mm-hmm. time save combo isn't it's like pretty easy to fuck up. Well, <laughs> like, not with Tibbet. <laughs> any interaction and you can stop it, right? Not with Tibbet. Yeah. Well, at least you can like stall, you can do things like it doesn't have to happen like in that moment, right? Like mm-hmm. there's things that could have been done. But I definitely agree with the, the sentiment of it's like where else would these decks fit if not in the intermediate, if there's only three categories. I don't know. And is it a Timna Thrasios player? Is one of the other decks there? Yeah, I yeah. want to know what that is. Who's playing Timna <laughs> yeah. Thrasios casually? Yeah, like besides Maud. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then complaining that someone else brought some power. Like you've got as much power as an infinite combo in the command zone. Not like innately, but just about. Like you got an insane value engine right there. So it is innately. Like if you have infinite mana, you just win, right? <laughs> like... Yeah. Theoretically, maybe they're not running infinite mana, though. I would be, I would be maybe shocked. Not, but if that yeah, was the case. I, I think most of the time when you see any of those partners, like a Thrasios, a Crom, a like Timna, you're thinking CDH. You're not thinking casual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know a single person that literally, besides Mod, who would play a Thrasios <laughs> casually, like. <laughs> Yeah, which he, he inspired me to do it, too. So. Yep. <laughs> Got another one. Got a live one. It really does seem like the, like you said, Lua, like the boogeyman of the infinite combo. Like, for some reason, people outside of CDH would much rather lose to, like, a really pushed amount of creatures attacking you, like, way mm-hmm. early. Like, s- six dragons on board by turn four. I think we can agree that that's pretty fucking crazy. I think they want it to end up being a 1v1. Mm. They don't want to lose to an infinite combo. They don't want to lose to like mm. too many players being hit at once. They want to lose to player by player by player. I think on a lot of these in general is what I yeah, think. Yeah, just like chipping down. Yeah. Maybe they should play 1v1 formats. <laughs> crazy concept. <laughs> crazy concept. What do we think about the salt rating here on this one? What's the scale? Oh, the scale is anything you want. It's completely arbitrary. Yeah, I figured it was. Um, (laughs) You could have it be the percentage of their body that you think is salt. (laughs) Yeah, how many (laughs) teaspoons of salt do you think this is? Yeah, that's like a 42 teaspoon. (laughs) Right on, right where it should be. So so, so perfect. Average, average. Maybe they had some like cup of soups. I think it's like when you go to the diner and you knock over the salt, but the whole cap comes off and it's not the whole thing of salt, but it's like just enough to throw over your shoulder that Ooh, much. A little superstitious. A little superstitious. A little bit of rice in that salt mm-hmm. so it doesn't get all moisturized. <laughs> they didn't put the rice. That's why this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's crystallized into chunks that you were like, were not prepared for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You weren't prepared for it. Yeah, I feel like it's like a bunch of people sitting down to eat and three people were expecting a low sodium meal and somebody dumped a bunch of extra soy sauce on it and they were like, whoa, that's too salty for this type of meal. 
But the part that gets me is they should have been expecting a sodium meal, not the high sodium, not the low sodium. They signed up for the intermediate sodium amount. Mm -hmm. And then someone is out there like, you should really be at the high sodium table over there. It's like that. uh, That really gets me, honestly, because it's like, if not here, where am I supposed to be? Exactly. I also think there's a misconception of what a CDH deck is, right? So it just that does not help. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is a weird one because Tivit Time Civ is fucking crazy right like we can all agree this is like a cracked cdh deck and just a super powerful combo but at the same time if you do go through the effort of explaining this and being like and i can tutor for it so hey look out now this is what's going to be happening yeah you would expect that when that does happen like if i tell you something's going to happen and you're like cool and then it happens you're like whoa that's whack now it's like no i told you yeah yeah, I probably wouldn't play it in casual because it's so good. But also, like, Tori, for example, like, you have an infinite combo in Kalia. That's, like, some dragons. Oh, I'm right? an asshole with Kalia. <laughs> Tell people off the bat, though. I'm like, this deck is, like, a seven. But also, like, I don't know. It's, like... Depends on what you get. There's an infinite combo that has to have, like, everything go right. Like, I need to have a Hellkite. I need to have a Breath of Fury. I need to be able to enchant the Hellkite and have it live for another whole turn cycle before yeah. that combo can even happen. Yeah. So I feel like with combos, like infinite combos and stuff like that, there has to be like kind of like a, not like a clause, but like something that makes it not pop off that hard. It pops off, but like maybe there's a third piece, like two card combos, I think is where it gets to be dicey. Yeah. If it's like Demonic Consultation, Thassa's Oracle in my casual deck, like, and I have eight tutors to go find that one card. <laughs> like yeah that's that's annoying but it's like yeah like i said i need three of these pieces <laughs> to go right for this infinite combo to happen three mm-hmm. out of 100 cards with one tutor in the deck right so like it's probably not gonna happen i think that combo has happened for me once in the three mm-hmm. years of me using that deck <laughs> <laughs> i think your point too lua of like it has to not do something right away. Like sometimes time can be sort of like the secret third card of a of an infinite combo that makes mm-hmm. it feel a little bit more fair. Like time sieve comes down that turn. If no one has an instant speed response, it's going. You're mm-hmm. you're yeah. hitting the combo right there. But if something takes that full turn rotation, that kind of gives everybody that like extra chance that sort of feels like it required a third card mm-hmm. of no one else having interaction. It's interesting though, because I do think that there are like there are so many combos that can't really survive in CDH. And then it's sort of like, well, can they go in casual then? Like like my Gave Guru of the Spores deck. There's a bunch of like weird two and three card combos in there that are super powerful in a casual pod, but are like, you know, steaming farts in a fucking CDH pod. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not gonna hang. So mm-hmm. like where does that where does that go? And I guess it kind of goes back to where we were talking about with like these weird three power levels at this convention with like casual intermediate and competitive which again i I don't think that those are good labels to have because they don't really mean anything but there has to be like something there in casual where like combos can be played but like like you're saying tori they're like three card combos i think if anything it should just be pre-con casual and then competitive Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i mean that's how we talk about it like for us the term casual just means not cdh you know and when people are like, that's not a casual card, I'm like, well, it's not a CDH card, so it's, it's got to mm-hmm. go somewhere. Yeah, I, I don't like that saying. People are like, that's not a casual card. I'm like, actually, they all are. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the term casual is also contextual and also open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Like we played a casual game in between rounds at Apex the other night. And I was like, hey, somebody come play Kalia with us because I have extra decks and we need a board. And the person who actually won the Apex Modern event was like, I'll play. And her name is Dawn. She was very, very awesome. Props to Dawn. Shout out to Dawn. Good job on winning the whole fucking event. Good job, Dawn. Amazing. So Dawn was like, yeah, I'll play the Kalia deck. That looks fun. I was like, okay. Like, I'm like, yeah, we're playing a casual game. I'm playing fucking and like mirroring. Like, someone's playing like the Urza Precon, but just like tuned up. Mason was yep. there playing like his deck. And she's just like, all right, I'm going to go tutor. I'm going to go play this like fucking big ass lifelink angel. Hit us for nine every single turn, gain nine. And then it was like, oh, I'm going to cast an Armageddon and walk everyone's lands. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's in the deck. But like, I think it's fine. I'm like, it's funny. And the game wasn't over. Like no one cried because like it still took an hour, but like we had answers. I would have cried. Yeah, same. <laughs> I definitely would have cried as well. If you don't, if you go on my lands and you don't fucking kill me right after, I'm crying. Yeah. No. What yeah. a day for Dawn though. She got to resolve uh, Armageddon and, <laughs> and win a tournament. And win the 5k at the wow. invite. Yeah. Damn. So I was like, wow, you're fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, I gotta go. My friend's gonna fill in and play the rest of this deck. I was like, awesome, cool. And then she won the event. I and I was like, you're fucking awesome because you That's beat sick. me with my own deck and then went and won the event that I owe to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Like to me, if like when I play commander with my friends and they're like, oh, does anyone care if I play this card? I'm like, what? Yeah. The worst thing that happens is we all lose quickly and then we just play again. Yeah. That's a good mindset to have for sure. For sure. Yeah, and if you don't like a card that much, like I feel like it is very reasonable to just tell people, like, I don't like this card. It is an unfun play experience for me. Can you take it out and play something else? And I highly doubt someone will ever be like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we have we have seen a few people be like, no. <laughs> but, you know, it's not right. <laughs> don't it's do not. And I yeah. mean, but it's also like, I, I can't remember who was the person who said I think it was Sheldon who was like play the way like like you want to be invited back. Yeah. Mm. And that's right. like how I feel like that calls in. Like if you're gonna be like, um I'm playing this card even though like everybody hates it and they've expressed this is not fun. And then you don't get invited back to Commander Night and everyone's like, you just didn't go away. That's your own fault. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, we talk about trying to be a courteous opponent. You know, and I think that's like the biggest thing is like try to make sure everybody has fun. And sometimes sometimes fun is defined as like fucking your friends over and you're all salty and laughing and, and raging. And like that can be some people's and fun. don't have any lands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have lands and you're like, oh, fuck. Don is crushing us. <laughs> when I first built that sliver deck that I have, I was like, hey, guys, I built this cool sliver deck. I don't want to try it out. So I'm going to bring it over. Every time we went to go play commander, I was always killed first. Yeah. Immediately on site. I didn't even have like a sliver on the board yet. And everyone's like, I'll attack you for five. And I'd be like, I didn't do anything. You're like, yeah. yeah, but like you're gonna. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Like <laughs> and like it sucks. Like I can understand where it's like annoying, but I also was like, I asked for this. Yeah. Yeah. Have sure. you guys seen Minority Report? Yeah. Sliver players commit future crime. Yeah. You're like, like th- it hasn't been committed yet, and you have to stop them before it's going to. <laughs> yeah i understand the concept you need to send tom cruise to do it too right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's 
Is yeah. that Minority Report or am I completely? No, it is. It is. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it is. That, that movie's fucking weird. Yeah. Well, should we hit another one? Let's, Let's fucking hit another one. Let's do it. This is a Reddit DM. And this one comes to us from our buddy Savage Galaxy 101. And <laughs> the post is titled Salt Fessional, a little portmanteau of salt and confessional. And it goes, hello again, ye salty miners. I have something of a salt fashion for you. This happened a couple weeks ago at one of my locals. I was playing with two of my friends and a random person I haven't played with before. The random person was playing Atraxa, the proliferate one, and claimed that there was one synergy card and Atraxa was just there for the colors and that this was actually a group hug deck. It's like already, already so hmm. suspicious. <laughs> hmm. One friend was playing Progenitus and the other was playing Braid's Arisen Nightmare. I was on Mono Green Worms, and this is a deck I somehow end up playing whenever games get weird. <laughs> the game was pretty normal for the first half, in which the Atraxa player had only played ramp spells and one group hug spell, Tempt with Discovery. Everyone ends up taking the land, as the Atraxa player was presenting no real threat, despite so much mana. Progenitus and I had been pummeling the Braids player that was using Dictate-like effects and making us sacrifice things and getting too much value. The salt comes when the Atraxa player drops Marilyn of the Morn Song, and for some reason waits until the next player's upkeep to then play Opposition Agent, which means no draws for anyone, and Atraxa gets all of the tutors from Marilyn. There were immediate groans from all the other players, and the Atraxa player starts to feign apologies to deflect any of our salt. Braves immediately scoops to go do some trading while I am on the fence. I have the opportunity to just go as stompy as possible because I had lurking predators on my field, Mm. Progenitus is adamant to play to the end, so I do too. I end up getting salty as the Atraxa player doesn't grab anything that wins the game after a couple rounds, just grabbing a few value pieces and one-sided board wipes. They keep apologizing throughout this whole process and claiming the deck is just group hug. I am obviously the salty player here, immediately rebutting any apology with, you put the cards in the deck, you played them together, own it, and finish this. To which they say they didn't expect to ever get this combo, I just sent back the same rebuttal in an increasingly agitated tone. Is it normal for people to apologize for cards they purposefully put together? Apologies for the length to this. Wanted to give any detail I thought may be relevant. Stay salty. Savage. Hmm. I can't tell you how many times my deck has done something crazy and I go, my deck has never done this. (laughs) So I get that to a degree, but the specific cards (laughs) were a fucking choice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love the even vague insinuation that opposition agent could ever be a group hug card. (laughs) Should we, should we read Marilyn? (laughs) I'm not sure that everybody knows that. Yeah, we should. Marilyn of the Mornsong is a 2-3 legendary creature elf wizard. It costs one and two black, and it says players can't draw cards. At the beginning of each player's draw step, that player loses three life, searches their library for a card, and puts it into their hand, then shuffles their library. So instead of drawing for turn, you basically tutor for turn and lose three life. And we might as well read Opposition Agent, even though I think everybody knows what this card fucking does. Op Agent, it's a 3-2 human rogue. Costs two and a black. It has flash. It says you control your opponents while they're searching their libraries. While an opponent is searching their library, they exile each card they find. You may play those cards for as long as they remain exiled, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast them. So the combo here being that nobody can draw cards, and every 
turn, you tutor their libraries and just take a card out and cast it on your turn. If you get a tutor out of everybody's deck and you don't win by your turn, like you got to be better a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. Maybe your deck is pure group hug, but like the other people have to have win cons in their decks, right? I would hope. Your deck isn't pure group hug if you have those two cards in it. <laughs> As like a, a wombo combo in and of itself. But like, I think that is the problem. Like sometimes I feel like people don't want to seem like the bad guy. So they purposely don't grab the like powerful things, but it's like, no, no, no you're making it worse. Just end yeah. it. Once you're already the bad guy, just do it. Yeah. 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 I, I get again, like that. Sometimes the pieces come together in a way that you're not expecting there's also been times where i've made decks and didn't realize i had combos in there mm, mm-hmm. like i'm like this is a cool card this is a cool card and then they come out and i'm like oh shit right like <laughs> yeah so i get that uh sometimes when i'm building i just pick cards that look cool and sometimes i'm like scryfall or edh rec or i'll find like a random thing and right. i'm not even thinking about it but this seemed very specific and at that point, as a player, I probably would have been embarrassed and like scooped at my own board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel right? that. Like to be polite. Like if it was if it was too overpowering where people were like miserable, I'd be like, all right, let's just like shuffle up and I'll try something else. Agreed. And it's again like you gotta like identify how you can win. Like I sort of did a similar thing with my Rubinia deck that I built a while back, where it's like I thought it would be fun and janky. And then all of a sudden I have Willbreaker out and I've taken everybody's shit. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to give any of it back. And like, I just win now, guys. Like, we don't have to play it out. Like, if you want me to, I will. I got a bunch of tutus. So like, I can kill you with combat damage. But like, this is the end, right? Like being able to identify it, own it and be like, I'm sorry, I'm making you concede. But like, like, this is just like where it's at. Instead of like, oh, let me just pretend like i don't know how to win with three decks at my disposal right. uh on top of my own and like i don't know for savage galaxy here i feel like you gotta do a bit of evaluation at the point that this lock hits the board like you know you were talking about like i think i have a way of potentially winning if i just go for beats right yeah but at a certain point the other player that went to go buy cards like they did the evaluation of am i gonna have more fun or is, is the fun of this game over for me at this point you got to make that evaluation because it's not worth it to just sit there and get more and more and more upset when you could just leave and go play another game. Mm-hmm. We did um, a game on Sky Babies where we played with Nat and Bobby and I was playing Nira and it did. It was like Nira is basically like you can't trip a spell. It goes to the bottom of your deck and then you mm. flip one over and that one stays. So I had a Dockside out, which. I don't really play Dockside in casual, but the commander one is so expensive. And two, it usually is a cantrip spell because it's two mana. It's something red. It's easy, right? Yeah, like, right. Um, and I flipped over a Displacer Kitten, which is intentionally supposed to be a winning card. But it was like that plus a Gale plus this. So it was making constant Docksides. And I literally was like, I cannot win here except being annoying. So we should just like stop the game and play something <laughs> else. And it was for a recorded episode we did. And I we just never used it because it was it was very oh, no. stupid. We just got so lost in the sauce. It was very hard. Yeah. <laughs> there were so many triggers that we were just like, uh Sam, our game that I can't talk about yet, that was we oh both God. had triggers that were well it'll be out on scry babies i'm hoping eventually but yeah. yeah that was that was a lot of triggers between the two of us and it was a lot to keep up with so <laughs> yeah. that's true 
And that's an episode you're recording for content. If an episode is being recorded for content can be put down because it gets too shit, then like a game yeah. you're theoretically playing purely for fun, you should also be able to put down <laughs> at a certain yeah. point. What do we think about the salt rating here? It's like mid. It's I think it's like fair. Mm-hmm. Fair salt. I, I think the thing that would make me the most salty out of all of that is the person being like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like, no, you're not. Yeah. And like, you're not sorry. And it's like, kind of like you said, like, you know what's going on. Yeah. And <laughs> it just sounds like you got baited. Yeah. I hate when a person is like very clearly winning, very clearly in the lead. And they're like, no, no, I'm not even doing anything, but not in like a funny way. Like, I'll do it in a way that's like, what are you looking at? Haha. But like, yeah. If somebody's <laughs> literally just, just trying to like deflect off of themselves and be like no no like i'm not doing that thing that like to a degree i feel like that's what that person was doing they were like this is group hug isn't it it's not that was yeah, a lie yeah that's definitely. the thing that fucking makes me salty about this is that they were like it's a group hug deck uh marilyn okay sure group hug card we're all tutoring but then they played the opposition agent and then they were like whoops uh sorry about that it's like well just and just don't play the card yeah just don't play it if you're gonna apologize immediately yeah. after you cast it like, yeah. I, I get wanting to put that stuff in your deck sometimes because you're like, this is going to be interesting. It's going to fucking pop off in a weird way. And then it happens. Like, sometimes you play that deck and you're like, ooh, that sucks. Like, I built a Memnarch deck one time and played it with these guys. And I was like, it's not like one of those Memnarch decks. Like, it's going to be really chill. I'll just make a bunch of mana. And then, you know, turn seven, I just had all the permanents on the board. And I was like, oh, I can see why this isn't fun. Yeah, it is that deck. (laughs) There's also a point like you can even put the cards in the deck and just not play it. Like, once you play that Marlin and you're looking at that opposition agent in your hand, unless you think playing it is really going to end the game because everyone will scoop, you can just not play it and like wait and maybe do something else with your mana. And yeah. the move of playing it in someone's upkeep just feels like especially sadistic just to be like, haha, you thought that you were going to have like a fucking normal turn, but you're definitely not. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like like they wanted to have the gotcha and then realized how uncomfortable it was after it happened and were trying to like backtrack it. Fucked up. Yeah, it is. I feel like I would have looked around the table and been like, does anybody have an answer? And if they don't, I'd be like, you should get this card from my deck because it means you win. And like, if yeah. they didn't take it, then I'd be like, all right, I scoop. Like, totally. see ya. Like, I'm not going to just sit here for the rest of the night while you dirtle. We haven't said it for a while, but don't play with your food. Like, if you can win the <laughs> yeah. game, take the win. Win the yeah. game. I, I can't stand when people have to, like, can win the game. And then they're just like, but I don't want to ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> it's like you're yeah. ruining it right now. No, <laughs> yeah. you're not. You're ruining it by just existing, toying with me like a mouse, the cat. Prolonging my torment. Yeah, just let's play another game like please just end it end the game speaking of ending things should we end this post and talk, talk about the next one <laughs> sure i guess so yay job. all right so this next story comes to us from there's another one from reddit uh, and this one comes to us from shoddy beat sword i didn't say this before but i will now if you guys see shoddy beat swords around the subreddits give them an upvote you know the drill spread that goodwill <laughs> and the post is titled salty player at an LGS. And it goes. I was playing my new Neheb deck yesterday at a table with people I didn't know. All of them were really cool, except Mr. Salt. Turn one and two, we all do little else other than play mana rocks, but Mr. Salt managed to skyrocket into the lead. Played his commander, activated the commander, making several 5-5 five, five dragons, etc. 
ready to smack us hard going into turn four. Is this the guy from that other post? Fucking bunch of dragons on turn four? (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) The rest of us agreed, since he was going to make more dragons, that I should just blasphemous act now to avoid him running away with things. He spent the rest of the 25-minute game bitching about why we couldn't make a deal. He would never attack me with the dragons and how boring board wipes are. Bro, you're going to have 50 power on the table by the end of turn four. Shut the fuck up. Is it normal for people to take things personally and get defensive about their board? If I have Solfim or Fiery Emancipation out and I'm about to cast something big, I expect them to get removed. People just like to hear themselves talk. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Sam wouldn't know anything about that. That's an entirely new concept. I definitely didn't start a whole podcast to hear myself talk. (laughs) (laughs) And Tony, you you agree with this poster, right? Like board wipes have a, a time and a place. No, I hate board wipes. <laughs> I I do never want board wipes to hit, but I do understand why they do. They make me sad. I'd rather yeah. somebody else just win rather than wipe my board. But like, but it's like a necessary thing. That's not always possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you need to have board wipes in a game that gets so ridiculous and crazy. You know, you need to have at least one. I don't need four. Agreed. You know, and some of those decks that run ten, like those are villains those are straight See, villains. instead of uh running the board wipes i run the like protect my board cards mm-hmm. i feel like that's usually what i do right. instead because i just hate them but that's just yeah. a personal preference <laughs> do you think there's somebody that has like a deck that's just board wipe themed it's like five color board wipes with child of alara yeah child of alara hundred <laughs> percent. yeah yeah that sounds like the worst thing ever i'm making yeah. it for tori for christmas i will literally stop playing magic for the rest of my life you want to play the deck if i made it for no. you for christmas no it is the worst thing i've played against that deck it sucks i hate board wipes more than anything mm-hmm. tell me about that like i i don't mind a board wipe that's like a board wipe with a purpose mm-hmm like uh exile all attacking creatures from one person mm-hmm. like that's fun because then it's like you save yourself and then like everyone's like oh we're getting fucking crack like that stuff's kind of fun but like people who are like i'm gonna overload a psychotic we have to reset the game i'm just like i'm going home yeah <laughs> especially especially if it's like it resets the game and it's gonna last yeah my commander play clock is like 70 minutes max before <laughs> i want to start a new one yeah i feel that Plus, it's really, really good. It's like you'll have some of those games that are really, really good. Mm-hmm. But like, I like trying to get as many games in as possible. Yeah. And I just when people board wipe and it's like, all right, from the top. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just like me, but like, I feel like the games that are really, really good, it's never because a board wipe happened. And I'm like, oh, no. now we're like resetting and starting over. It's like, yeah, boards are just like it's singular pieces of removal that keep things in check and it's like interesting stuff is happening and like that's just like again what i like so take all the board wipes out of your deck mike um <laughs> no yeah. it's like no one ever just... leaves commander night being like i cast this sick board wipe yeah. everybody threw their hands in the air and was like whoa <laughs> holy oh, let's go like, everyone's always like yeah. Like, come on. I think the best board wipes are the ones that actually make the game end sooner. Yeah. Like you were saying, Tori, like they've got a purpose. Like someone is then completely blown out and they get killed the next round and then the game yes. like keeps moving or something. This is an yes. interesting post because three people were really excited about the board wipe, right? Because yeah. it kept <laughs> one player in check. So, like, I think one of the interesting parts about the salt here is that it's about feeling like they were owed a political deal 
that they like didn't get a chance to make. They're like, oh, I could have just not attacked you if you didn't board wipe. Yeah, but then at some point you're going to win. So I don't yeah. I don't yeah. believe those players. But that, that's usually when I'm like, oh, so you're not going to attack me with those dragons for the entire rest of the game. And they're like, well, I can't do that. And it's like, all right, then I'm going to fucking board wipe, dude. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The other weird thing here is that like, honestly, I think this is just a story of somebody who had like the God hand and expected to play it out without any resistance and then the first time one piece of resistance came up they were like fucking did you say one piece i was like the one piece (gasps) yo ho ho he took a bite of gum gum (laughs) (laughs) every single time someone says one piece in any other context that's not the property one piece it does do something weird to my brain yeah, it's like the uh, <laughs> fucking urge you get. I was like talking to somebody today. I was like, I think it was Cal. Cal messaged me something about like One Piece. And I was like, isn't it great becoming like a Jehovah's Witness yeah. and like following our Lord Luffy <laughs> where every time someone says anything like, oh, I'll only have one piece of pizza. You're like, <gasps> did you just say you want to sail the grand line? The drums of liberation. Right. I hear them. <laughs> Don't spoil it. We have a newbie. What are we talking about? Conqueror's hockey so good it's coming off the page. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about they were literally talking about like the gold rush and talked about prospectors. And I just like I was like, what? prospectors what like that's a different word gold? to me now gold d roger <laughs> no, <not that. laughs> or if someone says salt i'm like huh it just happens you know must be how you guys feel whenever you hear someone scry you're like <gasps> we do we have an alarm sound and we dab hell yeah <laughs> it is scry. it's real we do dab do you <laughs> we do yeah we go scrying on scry is it just kind of happened one day we don't really know like why do you do the mini dab at all What's the mini one like this? Oh. <laughs> no, I don't do that. I do sign language, and that is not what you think it is. What, oh, is, it? what, what is, is it? Maybe I should never what do does that it mean? again. That's lesbian. Oh. I mean, let's go lesbians. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's like not bad. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't regret this all the times lesbian? I've mini dabbed now yeah. because of that. I laugh because Steve's got a picture in his mom's house that's framed of him like in high school, and he's like doing a gamer pose. It's like a, him in like a school backdrop, and he's going like this. And I'm like, nice. <laughs> I know what that means. What is a gamer <laughs> pose story? <laughs> like he has like he's like you know like like in sign language the typical gamer pose (laughs) just for everybody who's listening it's basically when you cross your arms and you lean over but the it's like an l underneath your chin (laughs) that is making the lesbians give me the thumbnail (laughs) do you need the smirk as well though (laughs) um excuse me ma'am you're board wipe (laughs) lesbians i feel like we have to include a link to like an image of it in the show notes (laughs) we will we 100 percent will do a tweet that's like new episode with no context and it's like this yeah (laughs) (laughs) just picture a classic gamer pose like we all know what that means come on we circle back to the salt rating (laughs) question mark shit they've gone far enough away we (laughs) go back now that guy's super duper load salty yeah Yeah. like at least 50 teaspoons yeah yeah minimum of 50 what's the tori what was the average amount of salt a human contains four percent four percent was it point four point four this person's definitely a point four point four like less than one percent i thought it was four like four percent you think you're four percent that's a lot 
It is a lot. Yeah, that's that's a lot of salt. That's so That'd much a salt. Lot of salt. I mean, some <laughs> nights I'm probably four percent, but I guess in general, I average around point four. That would mean I contain eight pounds of salt. That is <laughs> tracks. <laughs> Everybody, an adult human body contains about two hundred and fifty grams yeah. of salt. Not eight pounds. They're like double the body weight of salt, though. Yeah. Oh, you most consume one point five teaspoons per day. Well, <laughs> I do a lot more than that. So I have high blood pressure. And also, if somebody were to be that complainy, I would just kill them first. Totally. Yeah. 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 So sure. like, yeah, to me, that's a double body weight assault. I'm not interested. <laughs> Same here. I feel like this is like, you know, sometimes you sit down with pods at an LGS and everybody is super cool and you love it. And sometimes you sit down and one person is just kind of a douchebag and you got to knock them out, you know? Yeah, I hate that. And I would be smiling as they were salting off about that blasphemous act. Because frankly, yeah. sounds like it was the perfect move. And they also knew that it was the perfect move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you can't take my fucking line, Michael. I try every time. He has one <laughs> thing, Mike. So he has one <laughs> thing. <laughs> fucking contract, damn it. <laughs> damn, is it that fucking time of the week? Christ, Ooh. get this amateur out of here. Ooh, Tony, I think it is that time of the week. But what time is it? It's the time of the week that comes every week. Hell yeah. It's the time of the week where we say, Mike. Mike, 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 Mike. What's the salty card of the week? The salty card of the week. I wish you would let me cast my spells, my friend. You capsized and pongified my creatures again. And if you do not want me casting ruination, because I'll blow up your lands. <laughs> yeah. Is Veggie in the room with us? They have a collab uh, coming out, dude. It's, it's just a mixtape. Uh, that was Jumper by Third Eye Blind, everybody, in case you're not familiar. <laughs> that was some good shit. Copyright strike. <laughs> yeah, that was Jumpsuit by Fourth Eye Blind. <laughs> <laughs> or Stomper by Third Eye Blue. Wow, that took me straight back to childhood. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know what I do before these shows? I just listen to like classic songs on repeat and I'm like, Salt, uh, can I put a salt? I didn't know that was a classic music. That's classic. That is classic shit. Well, thanks, Sam, for that classic shit. <laughs> thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> the salty card of the week this week is Warp World. Mm. It is five and three red for a sorcery. Each player shuffles all permanents he or she owns into his or her library, then reveals that many cards from the top of his or her library. Each player puts all artifacts, creatures, and land cards revealed this way onto the battlefield, then does the same for enchantment cards. Then puts all cards revealed this way that weren't put on the battlefield on the bottom of his or her library. If you made me read this, I'd be so pissed. Yeah, I, I would say. be so pissed if you made me read this fucking card. That would make me saltier than the action itself. <laughs> it's so true. I'm a little bit upset that I made myself read it, honestly. Yeah. Respect. <laughs> and I know it's not number 69, huh? Yeah. It's not. <laughs> Gosh. So we're guessing what number this is, right? Not quite yet. First, oh, first, first, we, okay. we do a we're temperature discussing. gauge of the room, which is, okay, okay. Tori, would this card make you salty? Um, no. Nothing? No elaboration? <laughs> I, I don't really get salty in Commander. Mm. It's just kind of like, 
Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> I do know, actually. That was an incredibly descriptive sound about that, I feel like. Because, like, this is. Hold on a minute. What? You don't get salty? No. <laughs> Commander? Oh, okay. He, comes after, he has his arms crossed and he's just, you don't get salty. I'm like, in Commander, he's like, oh. Well, also, I mean, I get salty when Steve and I play because Steve attacks me every fucking turn. Oh yeah, I get mad if my boyfriend tries to beat me a commander. Yeah, Steve will attack me every single turn and always try to kill me first because he'll be like, "Well, she's gone a sliver," and I'm like, "Steve's like the one who's the closest to being a pro in this room." So <laughs> he's just deflecting on me because I have a scary commander. And Steve will be like, "Yeah, let's kill the sliver player." By the way, I'm gonna cast like 40 blue white cards that control the whole game. I mean, Steve's yes. not wrong about the sliver thing. It's not a skill issue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Steve Stillman, everybody! I like just hurt his feet, and I looked, and he's just like (laughs) (laughs) making a gamer pose at you. (laughs) The only time I ever got called salty in a commander was when we played CDH Request for the Giant Lord. That was the only time I ever actually got salty Mm. ever in a competitive setting. Yet wow, again. Oh, interesting. Because I got duped. (laughs) How did you get duped? (laughs) How did I get duped? Bro, you were there. I don't remember. <laughs> She's salty again. It's happening right now. Mana, oh, I had enough mana right? to win the game. And I had a demonic consultation and a Thassa's Oracle in hand. And it was, I think, John's turn. And he was like, I'm going to cast Food Chain to go for my win con. And I was like, I have no counter spell. Done. Pass priority. Lou was like, I have nothing. Done. Press priority. Joe was like, I have no response. And I was like, okay, so we're going to lose because food chain combo is happening right now. And he did it wrong. (gasps) So he didn't win the game. (gasps) And then I got to go to my turn and was like, holy shit. Nobody has any responses. I'm going to demonic consultation. They make that his oracle. Joe was like, I'm going to counter your demonic <gasps> consultation. And I was like, I'm going to actually fucking scream. <laughs> didn't counter his win con two seconds ago when you could have, if he did not fuck up his win con, we would be dead. Wow. So I thought you didn't have it. So I felt like I got the flag. They play all the time. So he knew he was going to fuck it up. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. What was the counter though? I don't remember, but I was just like, oh my God. I just got bamboozled. Yeah. <laughs> Could he actually counter it though? Because like, I guess I, I the only reason I say that is because I have a really bad habit of being like blue counter spell, uh, and it never does what I want it to do, and I can never actually counter the things I'm trying to counter. And Tony's a bad. So it's well, like, I didn't have any counters because if I had a counter, I was going to counter the, right. the food chain to win. Well, no, I meant like maybe it couldn't counter a food chain. Yeah, it could or have been like, like a the, mental misstep or something. Yeah, like dispel. Uh, I think it was a mental misstep. It was like it was a counter spell that like you didn't need the mana for and you didn't need the or no i think you need one blue but again it wasn't like specific to mine it was like just stops an interaction gotcha okay so it was like you could have stopped his but you didn't so yeah we didn't know that this was gonna get fucked up and not win so it's like i was like oh <laughs> yeah. i'm clear on all fronts for to sure. just go and win and then i didn't and then i was just like i'm going to actually weep yeah. because that was the only way i could win so yeah. now I just- <laughs> sounds like some bamboozlery for sure and that was the only time i ever got salty because i was like i did it right <laughs> i did it right and i gauged the room correctly like it was my window why'd you cast that blasphemous act <laughs> <laughs> 
episode's great, though. Go watch it. The episode is good. <laughs> I just look very upset. Yeah, that, let's take it to the tape. <laughs> I was just like, now what do I do? I'm going to talk with Ragavan. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst when you get salty while filming something or on stream because you're like, ha I'll just continue to be entertaining, I guess. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Oh, nice move. That's that's pretty cool. I truly feel like I'm in hell yeah. playing for a demon right now. I was in the underworld, so oh, man. there was a demon. Well, I guess the moral of all that is that Warp World doesn't make you salty. Yeah. I make myself salty. Yeah. Well, Lua, how do you feel about a chaos card like Warp World? Um, I like the chaos. Again, I don't want to read it. So like, <laughs> as long as you know what you're doing with it, I don't care. Nice. Tony? It's interesting because I didn't even think of that aspect of it. If somebody like didn't know exactly how to just say that easily to be like, all right, count the number of permits you have, stick mm-hmm. it in your deck and then flip that many cards and put the other ones on the bottom. I would be like, what? Like, what's happening? Like, so I think in general, this doesn't really make me salty. Uh, I've definitely wanted to make decks around this exact concept. Um, mm. But I know that in general, people don't really like that. Uh, so that's sort of like held me back from doing it. Mm-hmm. But maybe I should just fucking revisit that concept because it <laughs> sounds fun right now for sure. So little little salt from me on this. One teaspoon. Fair enough. Tony or uh, Sam. Wow. Meh. Get wrecked, Sam. You think I'm fucking Tony, dude? <laughs> you guys talked about how you were going to 69 earlier. So I do think you're fucking Tony. <laughs> Mike, we cut that so from late. the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so this is an interesting one. I typically don't like big chaos spells, but Warp World seems kind of okay. Like, I think I would be fine with this. I don't like fucking Scramble Verse. Like, that card fucking stinks on ice. But Warp World is kind of interesting. Like, I play, uh, what is that? Like, something ingenious creativity. Indomitable creativity yeah yeah i played that i like ingenious creativity (laughs) that sounds great (laughs) that is better it's a cool custom card that i just run in my decks i I rule zero (laughs) it in uh and and the more i play that effect the more it's super interesting to me like i love getting rid of a bunch of permanents and just flipping off the top of my deck and being like oh like what is going to come out because you just end up with these board states that are really random but also like you can rip into some interesting shit and it seems to me kind of fun to do that for the whole table, especially in a casual game. Like you're there for random, exciting shit to happen. And this mm-hmm. seems pretty on brand with that. How about you, Mike? I mean, Tony. I mean, Mike. Tori. Tori. <laughs> <laughs> I like this card. I have like six of them because I drafted M10 a lot and thought that everything with a gold symbol in the rarity symbol was like really important to take. Is that not how you draft? real question <laughs> it, it still is how i draft but i don't think it's the right way to draft so eh, i like it i like resolving it it doesn't make me salty the only thing that i think is funny is you, you shuffle all your permanents but you don't get to dump out any planeswalkers so it's like oh. there's this weirdness of it where it seems like you don't need to read all the text but then sort of you do need to read all the text uh, and also that you specifically do all of the creatures lands and artifacts first and then do the enchantments second is hilarious to me how does this work with tokens does this it like... destroys all tokens yeah it hits all permanents okay so they they do count towards it yeah they do that seems kind of awesome man you shuffle them in and they disappear when they hit the library it's a great card so Round two of this game is where do you think this lands in the top 100 cards of the EDH rec top 100 salty cards? 
Tony and I should go first because yes. we like to be courteous to our guests because you will probably win if you go last. I'm going to say 86. Fuck you. I was going to say 87. Well, get wrecked. Now pick a direction. I'm saying 87. Though. All right. I'm saying 87. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say 74. But now that you're saying that, what do you say? 86, 87? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. 89. For what it's worth, we're not good at this. <laughs> I know. I saw Sam get one last time. I think it was. Um, and I was shocked. Tori, pick a number. 92. 92. <laughs> close spread on this one. Yeah, yeah. Really close spread on this. 86, 87, 89, and... 92. Tony, you've finally broken your streak. This is 59. What? Oh, well, that means I still win. Then Tony won. That's what I'm saying. He won. He broke, I've won he the broke past the streak like three of... or four. Nah, you lose all of them. He's been winning, man. He's <laughs> been winning. I've been winning. Nah, you lose all of them. <laughs> well, you won another one. Congrats, Tony. Oh, no, I think, I think Ken won one. Ken yeah. did win. Oh, Ken, Ken was our first win. guest Ken to was win. The first guest to win. So yeah. that's Sorry, cool. That's so cool for Ken. That's I'm not even jealous. <laughs> 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 well, that wraps it up for the salty card of the week. Thanks for playing. Thanks, Mike. That was a lovely salty card. And thank you, Lua and Tori, for hanging out with us in the salt mine today. Thank you for having us. Where can we find Scrybaby stuff? Like, if people want more of that Lua and Tori content, where should they go? We have a YouTube channel called Scrybabies. You can go search it on YouTube and we put out videos every week now because we have a second channel called Scrybaby 60. Whoa. Uh, where we're playing more just comp magic, more constructed formats. You can go to scrybabiesmtg.com to find all the ways to not only support us, but to find our channels because there's two now. And I keep saying that because some people don't realize there's two. So go check out our <laughs> second channel and we will be at Magic Con Vegas. I don't know what's coming out. And we're also going to be doing New York Comic Con and we're going to be doing a lot of events. So we'll be posting about those as well on social media where you can come meet us and say hi in person. And yeah. Sick. I, am I missing anything? I think that's most of it. Go birds. Go birds. What a way to end it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Well, thanks again for uh, for jumping in with us. Yeah. Thank you for having us. And if you want more Howling Saltmine content out there, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Howling Saltmine. We have our monthly extra salt series you can check out. We also have our Stray Grain series, which is our short form content. It's all the tangents that get left on the cutting room floor and don't make it into our final episodes. You can listen to them there. We have a thriving Discord community with our deck list forum. We have monthly game nights with the patrons that we're doing. It's a great time. Come check it out. If you want to get some Howling Salt Mine merchandise, we have t-shirts on our bonfire store. We also have branded dragon shield sleeves you can get off of our website thehowlingsaltmine.com or howlingsaltmine.com. We're inconsistent with the use of the and our social medias and shit, so why not do that with our website too? If you have a salty story that you want featured on a future episode of The Howling Saltmine, submit it to us on our website or email it to us at our Gmail, which is thehowlingsaltmine at gmail.com. As always, we ask you to keep that short, sweet, and to the salt. I don't think that's true because I haven't said that in like months, but, but <laughs> still do that because it is good practice. Shouldn't it be short and salty instead of short and sweet? See, this is like See, a big... someone said this. <clears throat> Some yeah. undisclosed Tori, member of the podcast said this maybe 65 <laughs> episodes ago and uh, was quickly swept under the rug. So <laughs> it wasn't incredibly validating to get someone else to say that right now. <laughs> cut this. Go cut, birds. Cut her mic. Cut her mic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Another way you can help out the podcast is to give us a five-star review in your favorite podcast app of choice. Uh, it really is something that helps small creators like us. And lastly, we got to shout them out every single episode, our amazing podcast artist, J.D. Burnett, for giving us our beautiful podcast art. If you're ever in Asheville, North Carolina, hit him up and get a tattoo. He's a really awesome dude. 10,000 subscribers are bust. Well, thanks again to you, uh, Scry children, for coming into our minecart with us. I yearn for the mines. I love it. <laughs> the Scry children yearn for the mines. <laughs> and as always, stay salty and don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. It's the Let me uh, turn off my game before Sam yells at me. <laughs> Are you fucking gaming right now? Are you playing Baldur's Gate? We're not going to interview you, Lua. <laughs> we're we're going to interview Tori. You can play Baldur's Gate while we interview you, Tori. <laughs> no, you cannot. <gasps> Did you ask your number 69 yet? No. no. All right. We're talking about this a lot today because we were like, are we going to record episode 69 tonight after this and we decided that we're going to push it so a couple more weeks a couple more weeks and then we're actually it's going to go 68 70 and then 69 because tony's going to be away (laughs) i'm disappointed (laughs) (laughs) but just you wait it'll be great yeah tony's going to fly out and we're actually going to 69 on mic which is crazy (laughs) and i don't mean on the microphone i mean we're gonna mike's gonna lay down and we're gonna on him the old 169 <laughs> this is awful this is great can we can we talk it's been like this for an salt. hour tori I know. You missed, i'm sorry i had terrible. to leave my apartment so my landlord could show it to other people and then i got stuck in traffic and then i couldn't find a parking spot and then i got a ticket so <laughs> you got a ticket too loving my life oh yeah my so God. i'm just having a really good time <laughs> well nice. great well if would it make you feel better to know that kermit did 9-11 no <laughs> <laughs>